Welcome to Project Lakota Sichis. We're going to be learning today Sichah Beis of Parshas Vazchanon in Chelik Yudalid on page 21. Sichah here, as you can see, is a hadran on Masech Nida, a hadran on the whole entire Shas. The Rebbe connects it also to the beginning of Shas, Me'emesai, the beginning and the end, connected. A beautiful, beautiful Sichah going through a lot of Inyanam over here. Let's begin. There are two very important mitzvahs that are mentioned in this week's parsha. Mitzvahs Kriyashma or Mitzvahs Talmud The mitzvah of Kriyashma and the mitzvah of Talmud Both of them are learned from the same Pasik, which is the Pasik Vishinantam Levanecha. Upsakdinu the Bekriyashma Shachris Va'arvis and the Psakdin is that Kriyashma that you say morning and night Besides the fact that you're fulfilling the specific mitzvah of Kriyashma, you're saying Psukim of Teira, so you're also fulfilling the mitzvah of Hagisa Bayayim of Alayla. And also on the other hand, Talmud is learning, is saying words of Psukim of Teira, just like the mitzvah of Kriyashma, which entails saying Psukim of Teira. So the Rebbe is pointing out over here that we see a very strong similarity between these two mitzvahs, the mitzvah of Kriyashma and the mitzvah of Talmud Teira, that both of them entail saying Psukim of Teira. However, There's a very big difference that we see between these two mitzvahs. The obligation to say Kriyashma is twice a day. B'shachris u'ba'arvis. You have to say it once in the morning and once at night. K'mufurish kan, as it says here in the Pasuk V'shinantam L'vanecha, B'shach b'cha v'kamecha. V'cholechad mehem hu inyin b'fnei Saying Kriyashma in the morning and saying Kriyashma at night, each one is a separate inyin. The Rebbe is medayik inyin b'fnei According to some Rishayim, it's actually two separate mitzvahs. But even if it's not two separate mitzvahs, it's two separate fulfillments of the mitzvah, one at morning and one at night. The fact that we make separate brachas, separate birchas kriyashma in the morning and at night is because the fulfillment of saying kriyashma in the morning is one inyan, which deserves its own brachas, and saying kriyashma at night is another inyan, which deserves other brachas. On the other hand, when it comes to the mitzvah of learning Teireh, This is a mitzvah that's not divided in the times of morning and night. There's no separation, there's no designation of time, morning or night. This is an ongoing obligation, it's one ongoing obligation constantly day and night. Anytime day and night. And this is also regarding the bracha on Talmud The bracha of Birchas you make only once a day. Even someone that's not learning Teira all day, he's only learning sometimes, a shir in the morning or a shir at night. Nevertheless, you make one bracha for the entire day. The obligation to learn Teira is an ongoing, uninterrupted obligation, day and night. Which is not like Kriyashma, which is an obligation which is divided by day and by night. So now, if so, the question is as follows. Seemingly, if you focus and look at what 
the point of saying Kriyishma is. What's the content of this mitzvah? And if you look at what the mitzvah of learning Torah is all about, you would think it should be the other way around. And the Rebbe explains, What's the mitzvah entail? A person has to learn, understand, comprehend the words of Torah that he's learning. Part of the obligation of the mitzvah is to actually understand what you're learning. That's the idea, to study the words of Torah. If one is learning Torah and he doesn't understand the words he's saying, he does not fulfill at all the mitzvah of Talmud Torah. In Torah you do, but not in Torah And the primary focus of learning most of the time is Torah as the Rebbe brings in the footnote. And if you don't understand what you're learning and you're not fulfilling the mitzvah, you can't even make a brach on this. Now when it comes to understanding something, learning and studying, analyzing, understanding, this is something that not always is it the same. Sometimes you understand more, sometimes you understand less. This changes, there's ups and downs, it's not always the same. It would be logical to say that this is the type of mitzvah that should be defined by different time periods, maybe morning, night, or any other kind of time period. The divisions that you have in time would be relevant in a mitzvah, which is by its very nature a kind of mitzvah that it's not always possible to fulfill it equally with the same kind of understanding. Sometimes you understand more, sometimes less, and so on. So that's the mitzvah of Talmud Teireh. It should, have, it should have been different, morning, night, and so on. We actually find clearly, the Gemara tells us, that there's a difference in a person's understanding of what he learns during the day or during the night. The Gemara says, One that learns during the day, he has a clearer mind, and the ideas that he learns are sharper, are, are well processed in his mind, and he understands it better. So we clearly see that there's the learning experience by day, and by night it's not the same. And we also find in the Medrash, Mephurish, it says as follows. When Moshe Rabbeinu was learning 40 days and 40 nights after Matan Teira and Har Sinai, how did he know when it's day and when it's night? When David taught him, Psukim from Teira, he knew it's daytime. When then he knew it's nighttime. So what we see from this as well is the benesinas atayda, the Eibushter giving the tayda to Meish Rabbeinu, teaching him tayda. There's a difference in what section of tayda is being learned. And it goes into the uh, two different time periods of day and night. Daytime is time to learn one section of tayda. Nighttime is a time to learn a different section of Teireh. So we clearly see that Limadat Teireh is something that should be connected to different time periods. And day and night play a role in what kind of learning experience you have. On the other hand, if you look at what the con- content of the Mitzvah of Kriyashma is, the idea is to accept upon yourself the kingdom, the oneness of the Eibishter, Zikarein Timidi, the constant remembrance, Shetzarech Lies, Bechol Echad Ve'echad Mi Yisrael, that must be by every single Yid. The Rebbe here is quoting from the Sefer HaChinuch. Omikiv, and Shezikarem Al-Chusev Ha'yichudi Yisbarach, Hu Choy Va'achas Timidis, so this memory, 
to constantly have this awareness of the Eibishter's kingdom, the Eibishter's unity in your mind. There's a constant mitzvah. It makes, there's no reason that there should be any difference between day and night. The time plays no role. The time period, morning, night, makes no difference. Uh, so why is it that it's the other way around? That in fact, the mitzvah of Kriyishma is a mitzvah that's divided specifically in day and night, two separate fulfillments of the mitzvah day and night, and the mitzvah of Talmud Teireh is a constant mitzvah where time plays no role whatsoever. So the explanation for this is as follows. The lifetime of a person in this world is divided by days. The Gemara tells us that each day is considered to be separate from the day before. Although time is a constant thing, it's never interrupted, one day continues into the next day, but the Abisha created every day a 24-hour period, and one day is considered to be separated from another day. Every day is a separate thing, separate entity. And what is a full day? What is the 24-hour period consist of? It's created that it consists of the daytime and the nighttime. As it says right in the beginning of creation, first night and the first morning, and that's, that's the day, that's one day. So this is what defines time, this is what defines the entity, the existence of time in the world. In this pasik of you have here hinted the main purpose of a person's Aveda in this world. The purpose of man in this world is lastly is to make a dwelling for the Abishtar here below, in this reality below in the world. And the Rebbe explains what that means. The point here is not that the person here in this world should negate existence, should remove himself from the reality of the world. This world, this reality, as it exists, as an independent existence, as it seems to be, should become a dwelling for the Ebeshti here in this place. Hainu meaning shigam bimitsiyazu. Even here in this independent existence, Yurgash Echshakal Mohosay Mamitisimatsiyzbarach. It should be sensed that its true entity, the true existence of the world, and of this reality, of this tahtan, with whatever divisions it has and whatever defines its existence, this itself, its true entity, comes from the true existence which is the Abishta. Vzao Giloi da Amitisakhtusashakadashbarhu. It's this that reveals the true unity of the Eibishter. If one could only connect and draw the presence of the Eibishter by negating the existence of the world, so then the, the unity of the Eibishter does not include this reality. It's, it's removed from this reality. The point, though, is to bring and draw the unity and the presence of the Eibishter here below into this reality of the world. So, this point, this Aveda, this purpose of a person's Aveda in the world is hinted in what it says, There's evening, there's morning, and you have one day. So, what the Taita is, what is hinting to us here is, to combine and include. The evening, the darkness, and the lowly existence, with morning and with light and with the supernal higher being of the Eibishter. 
Chiburoi shall oila matachten, she'en tachten lemata mimenu, to connect this low world, there's no place lower than this, im ha'elyin she'en elyin lemaila mimenu, with the Eivishter, with the essence of the Eivishter, where there's nothing higher than this. And va'oz, so that's the, the idea of erev and boiker, to take the erev and connect it into boiker. And then, hu yoyim echad. This forms, this creates the yoyim echad, which means not only the first day of creation, but a kamayim razal. What this means is, what's the meaning of echad? Bepirish echad. The, the meaning of the word echad is, tzarech lechavin, when you say the word echad in kriyishma. So what a person should concentrate upon is, ba'alef shuhu echad. The aleph of the uh, word echad is the ebishter. Ubeches shuhu yochid bezayin rekiyim ubeoretz hareches. And then you have the, uh, the ches, which refers to the seven heavens and the earth here below. And the dalet hints to the four dimensions of the world. So a person should be concentrating on this point that it's echot, that it's one, it becomes one, and you include the ches and the dalet, the existence of the world, that it's all within the unity of the Abishta. So that's the yayim echot that a person creates by bringing and drawing the presence of the Abishta into the entity of the tachten in this world. The Rebbe adds another diuk, especially, according to the Pshat that is known, the fact that we say echad in Kriyashma, and we don't use the term yachid, even though yachid would seemingly be a stronger term. Yachid means singular, the very only one. So why do we use the term echad? So the word echad is implying, we're dealing with a reality that exists, that is here, and we see a reality outside, so to speak, of the presence of the Ebishter. And here in this reality, that's the Tachtin, that's here outside of the Ebishter, we draw the presence of the Ebishter and we reveal the truth that this is also connected to the Ebishter. Hainu meaning, that this entity, which is made up of day and night, becomes included all in, in Yaim. It all becomes this one day that makes up the Echad of the Eibishter. This is how you reveal the true unity of the Eibishter here in the world. This is the whole Tachlis of a person's Aveda. So it's not about negating the existence of the world, to draw the presence of the Eibishter into this reality of the Tachlis. So this is what the mitzvah and the Aveda of Kriyashma consists of. Shema Yisrael v'goymer havaye echod. Meaning, The person has to make the Eibishter as king above, below, and in the four sides of the world. The six dimensions of the world. To reveal the unity of the Eibishter in this world. In the place of concealment. Here, within the mitzvahs of the world, within its nature, and with whatever it has, you reveal that this very nature is connected to the Eibishter. So, so this explains us why Why this is a mitzvah that's connected and divided and defined by the two time periods of day and night. The point of here is not to emphasize, it's not, it's, not, it's not about emphasizing the separation, that there's day separately and there's night separately. On the contrary, to affect these two opposites of day and night, to join them together as one day, to reveal the unity of the Eibishter in the world. 
So the Rebbe is redefining over here the mitzvah of Kriyashma, that it's talking about the Kabbalah Sel Malchus Shemayim and the memory to remember the Malchus of the Eibishter, but it's about the Aveda of the person to bring that Malucha of the Eibishter and to proclaim Havaya Echad here below in the entity of the Mitzvah of the world that's defined by this existence of day and night and to connect the night and the dark and the, and the lowly part of the world to the day. That's the definition of the mitzvah, and therefore it's connected to these time frames of day and night. This is not the case when it comes to the mitzvah of learning teire. So what is teire all about? Teire does not get defined by the nature of the world. Yes, true, the teire does deal with all the things in the world, Taita gives us instruction and all the mitzvahs of the Taita, it speaks about all the entities of the world, but it does not get defined by the mitzvahs of the world. It doesn't enter into the world, and the world is not, is not relevant to the Taita in a way that it defines it. From the perspective of Taita, the existence of the world, the reality of the world as a Tachten doesn't exist. Teda is above being defined by the entity of the world. In the world of Teda, what is everything that exists in the world? Everything that exists in the world is one and the same. It's another item, it's another opportunity to fulfill a mitzvah of the Teda. It's all what relates to the mitzvah of the Teda. There's no entity of the world in the reality of the world itself that's significant from the perspective of Teda. And that includes even after the Teda descends and comes below through many levels. And the Teda comes down below. You could learn the Teda with Machshavet, Dibur, Maise. Even after Teda comes down here below, the Teda remains removed from the entity, from the way, what defines the existence of the world. The Teda deals and relates and talks about everything in the world, but it's all a prat in the Teda. It's all details of what the Teda is about. It doesn't relate to the entity of the world itself. So therefore, So therefore, it comes to the darkness of the world, the lowly existence of the world. That's not a concealment that exists in the world of Teda. As it says, the Teir is compared to fire. The words of the Ebishter is like fire. Just as fire is not susceptible to Tume, the Teir talks and relates to all the matters of the world, but at the same time, the Teir itself remains removed of the reality of the world and it's not susceptible to the nature and the Tume of the world. The entity of the world, what defines the existence of the world, the limitations of the world, the tachten of the world, does not exist in the world of Teireh. In the world of Teireh, it's all about Teireh, about the Ebishes Ratzna, about the Ebishes Chachma. Everything that exists in the world is details of the Ebishes Ratzna and Chachma. The reality of the world itself is not Tefes Makim. So the Rebbe adds another detail. So this is here the, uh, the point why Teireh is not defined by time. The mitzvah of Talmud Teireh is not defined by time. So l'chein, gamachiv, the Talmud Teireh, so the actual mitzvah itself that the person has to learn Teireh, since Teireh itself does not enter into this reality of the world, it doesn't get defined by the mitzvahs of the world, so this is also the definition of the mitzvah itself. The mitzvah that the person has to learn Teireh is also not defined by time. You have to learn the Teireh constantly and the time frames of day and night are not Teifes Mokim Bechlau.
This is the first Hasbir of the Rebbe when you get to the difference between the mitzvah of Kiryashma and the mitzvah of Talmud Torah. Based on this, we can add another explanation here. What's the point of the mitzvah of Kiryashma? Kanal, as we said before, to bring about a unity, to reveal the Abish's unity, to bring this unity of the Abish to here in this world below. So the Rebbe goes a step deeper and qualifies what that means. The pshat over here is not that the person's Aveide is just to discover the truth of what the reality itself of the world is, that it is totally bottled to Hashem. To discover this element of existence of the world, that it's really not a Metzies Bechlal, that the entire world is completely bottled to the Ebishter. That's not what the Aveide is about. Rather, the Aved of a person is that he should be the one to introduce into the world, which is a place that's separate, that's lowly, that's disconnected to the source, and introduce and bring into the world the bitl to the Ebishter, even in that place of the Tachten. Not to reveal the true entity of the Tachten. If the point is about revealing, so then you're not penetrating, you're not reaching to the lowest aspect of the existence. The idea is to reach to the place where it is a tachten. There's a metzius of a tachten. And there to be mechadish, the person should bring the unity of the Eivishter to that place. This is the bitl that the person is introducing into that place of the world. That's really what the Aveda of Kriyashma is about. That's how far the person is proclaiming and bringing the unity of the Eivishter into the world. The Rebbe points out that you could see this also in the wording of the Maimarazal that we mentioned before, Hanal Bibir Inyana Kriyashma, the Gemara that explains what Kriyashma is all about. The point of Kriyashma is you are coronating the Ebishta as king, you are proclaiming him as king, above and below and all four sides of the world. That's what the mitzvah is about. Not just to discover the fact that he was king before. No, the person is the one that introduces into a place and an aspect of existence that's tachtin, that's separated from the Eibishter and bring the unity of the Eibishter there. It's the person's Avedi, he introduces that bitl. You're the one that's bringing the kingdom of the Eibishter into this aspect of the world. So now if this is the case, it's the person, the one, that with his bitl, with his Aveda, he's the one that it's, that's introducing the Malchus of the Ebishter into the world. So there's going to be various different levels of bitl that the person introduces in the world. A person that has bittel, that's serving the Ebishter, that's proclaiming the unity and the kingdom of the Ebishter, the person's Aveda is not always the same. The nature of a human being is Aveda Amitis. Even a person that's Taka serving the Ebishter, with true, genuine, full Aveda, a person has to constantly grow and go higher in his Aveda Sashem. To constantly progress and go forward higher and higher. So if it's the bitl that the person is introducing into the world through his saying Kriyashma, so naturally there's going to be various different levels that a person introduces in the world, various different levels of bitl. It's not always the same, because that's the nature of the Aveda of a person. 
move on. So it's understood. Every time a person reaches another level. And this is what's represented in saying the Kriyashma in the morning. Morning as in there's a time of light. A time when a person reaches a certain level. Yes, this is a new level the person reaches, a new revelation that he reaches. In contrast to where he was before. A person has to always feel the emes, and this is actually the truth. That he has not, he's not done yet. That he has to progress further. The person has to go higher and higher. meaning What a person has to feel is Whatever he has accomplished till now is still darkness. It's still nighttime. Legabe a higher level that he could reach to, which will be day, which will be a new level of revelation. This is a constant thing. If we're talking over about an Aveda, which the person is the one that's being Mechadish and bringing this bitl into the world, so this is a kind of Aveda that's never stagnant in one place. It's constantly growing and always progressing. There's always a deeper level of bitl and a deeper level of bitl. And you always look back and see that there's another level that you were on before that's darkness, like I with the new level that you reached. And whatever level the person is on right now, he always has to feel that this is darkness, Legabi, what I could reach even further than this. So now, therefore, the Rebbe continues, Harei, so we can see here, Shepa'ula sa'achtos, the achtos, the unity of the Eibishter, that the person is introducing into the world, Shehi Avedis HaKriyashma, this is what Kriyashma is all about, Mishtane va'ayla b'shinuye yem v'layla, it's constantly changing and growing, and therefore there's changes of day and night, there's revelation, then there's darkness, then the person goes higher, and constantly higher and higher. This is another reason why the mitzvah of Kriyashma is defined by the time periods of day and night. Fitting to the nature of the Aveda itself, which is this person is constantly growing in the bitl that he's introducing in the world, from one level, another level, which are hinted in the concept of day and night. Now this is not the case when it comes to a person's Aveda and learning Taita. Taira is not about the person introducing and creating this unity of the Eibishter in the world in a place where there's no unity of the Eibishter there. The person is bringing that unity there. That's not what the Taira is about. From the perspective of Taira, what is the whole existence of the world? The whole existence of the world is a place and an opportunity to be able to do the mitzvah of the Taira. There is no Metzius of the world outside of the Taita, from the perspective of Taita. A person that's learning Taita, what's the concept of learning Taita? To enter into the reality of Taita, where the time frame of the world, and the Aliyas in the world, the Aved of the person, are not Tefis Mokim Bechlal. So therefore the, the Aveda and the mitzvah of learning Taita is not defined by the various changes of day and night time that there is when there's something that's based on your Aveda when you're, that, that you're introducing. That's not the case with Taita. So this is the second Hasber of the Chiluk between Taita and Kriyashma. The Rebbe adds yet a third Hasber based on this. Based on this we could say yet another difference between Taita and Kriyashma. Why Taita is a concept mitzvah, where time does not matter, and Kriyashma is a mitzvah where there's a difference of daytime and nighttime. 
Since, as we said before, Kriyashma is introducing Bittl into the world, which is the persons. It's his Avaidi. He's the one that's bringing the kingdom of the Abish into the world. So naturally, there must be changes in the levels of his Aveda, as we said before already. But here the Rebbe is going to take it to another point. The revelation of godliness does not shine in a person's life constantly the same. Sometimes a person will feel revelation. It will be daytime to him. It will be connected. It will feel connected. Other times a person will feel darkness. will feel nighttime. And it says even regarding a tzaddik, even a tzaddik falls seven times and gets up again. So this is the nature of a person's Aveda. The point over here is, even while a per- person is experiencing all these changes, and he might get demoralized because of the ups and the downs that he experiences, but a person should not get the spa from this. A person should not get moved by this. And the point here is, when a person is doing this kind of Aveda, it's necessary to encourage him that even when he's going through a Laila experience, he should still continue to serve the Abishter without any changes. So this is yet another explanation why this is a mitzvah which is defined by the times of morning and night. The message here is the mitzvah of bringing the kingdom and the achtos of the Abishter in the world is both when it's light, when it's daytime for you. When a person feels the revelation of godliness, and then you experience a greater bittle, you, you could introduce into the world a greater bittle. But even when there's a time of darkness, when a person is feeling nighttime and darkness, he still should continue doing his Aveda even then, even in a place of darkness. So Adarabi, here the message is that a person should not get demoralized and not only bring it into a time of Yom, even when there's a time of Laila, when it's difficult and it's dark and there's a challenge, the person has to continue doing his Aveda and bring the unity of the Ebeshi even into that time period. This is the attitude in the Aveda of Kriyashma. Where a person is doing the Aveda, it's, it's his Aveda. He's revealing, he's the one that's piled. It's the Aveda Sa'adam which goes through these changes. It's not, which is not the case when it comes to learning Taita. Taita is a different thing. A person learning Taita, what's supposed to happen? Taita is not about a person serving the Abishtha with his nature, within the reality of the world, which is prone to these changes. The real concept of learning Taita is, is when a person steps away from himself, he enters into the subject of Taita, he's removed of the world and he's engrossed into the subject of Taita that he's learning, and the ups and downs of the nature of the world, the daytime and the nighttime, do not exist. He enters into the reality of Taita. That's what Taita is about. So therefore, Enigeb is our Shinadiyayim Velayla. This is a kind of uh, mitzvah where the changes, the ups and downs of daytime and nighttime are not relevant in learning Taita. The real Indian of Limud HaTayda is Adarabe, to lift yourself up above all those changes that exist in learning Taita. So therefore Taita is not a mitzvah where you have to encourage the person to learn even during Laila time. There is no Laila. He's removed from the reality of Yom Laila. Amnam, now according to this, the Rebbe shows us, so although we just explained that Kriyashma and Talmud are very different in the purpose of the mitzvah and the point of what it's doing, yet there's a connection here between them. 
So that a person that's doing the mitzvah of Kriyashma, the Aved of Kriyashma, which is even to relate and bring the Abishta into nighttime. And here, if that a person should have the ability to do his Aved even during nighttime. Although the person is found in a very low place. A person has to take the energy from a level, from a place which is above all these changes and therefore will keep him going strong even when he's experiencing a low time, a down time. If he's connected to that place that's not prone to any changes, so then even when he has to enter into a place where he will experience a downfall, he will experience a night time, he'll be able to remain committed and dedicated without any changes. This is the Teira, and this is in fact the Teira within Kriyishma. When you say Kriyishma, you're also saying Psukim of Teira. So you get the energy of Limudat Teira, and the Teira that when you say the Kriyishma, to give you the Kayach to be able to do the Aved of Kriyishma in this man of Laila, and not to get the spoil of the down that you feel in the situation of Laila. Kriyashma itself is a mitzvah. It's a separate mitzvah to say Kriyashma, which is the teichen of the mitzvah, as we explained, to bring the Ebesher into this low place. When you say Kriyashma, it's also saying Psukim of Teira. And Teira is above all these changes. It's not prone to any of these changes. And it's the Teira that gives the kayak to the person, and it's the teireh within the kriyashma itself, in these psukim, you're saying words of teireh, this gives the person the kayak, to be able to continue doing his aveda, and bringing the kingdom of the Abishter even into a place of laila. So here we can see the connection of the kayak of teireh, that gives a person in his aveda of kriyashma, in a place of laila. So this is the first chilek of the Sikha where the Rebbe explained to us very clearly the difference between the mitzvah of Kriyashma and the mitzvah of Talmud Teira as it relates to a person's Aveda of bringing the Ebishter into the world. Al-Piyanal, based on this, Yeshlevayed, Akishur, Shebena, Scholas, Ashas, Vesiyumam, Begemore. We could see the connection of the beginning of the entire Shas and the end of the entire Shas in the Gemara. Tchilas Ashas, Ayre, B'Kriyashma, Delayla. The very first Mishnah begins with the, with the mitzvah of Kriyashma, nighttime. What's the time you can begin saying Kriyashma at night? What's the last, very last point that it says in Shas? One that studies Torah every day, He's assured that one that studies Halachis, he learns Halachis of Torah, that's the conclusion of Shas. The Yidua, and it's known, There's a connection between the beginning and the end. Over here, the explanation, the connection between the two, the beginning and the end, based on what we learned before in the Sikha, we can see. What's the mitzvah? What's the point that the first Mishnah is saying? To read Kriyashma at night, as it is the case with all mitzvahs, the Ebesha only requests of us to do something that's in our ability. He gives us the ability to fulfill it. The ability to bring the Kriyashma, the kingdom of the Ebeshter, into nighttime, into darkness, even though it's difficult and it's challenging. How does a person have the Kayach to go through that nighttime? So the Kayach of this, this comes from the Kayach of Teira, 
that's above these changes of morning and night. This is the mitzvah of learning Torah every single day. The constant obligation, which is the very last point that's mentioned in Shas. So the Shas in the, in the end finishes off with this point of and this is the Nesinas Kayach to give a person to be able to do his Avedi even in a time of changes in the nighttime, which is what the Shas began with. Another detail here is We're talking here specifically about a person that's learning halachas every day. Why halachas? Why this section of Torah? The real concept of what Torah is, that it's above any changes. That's revealed primarily in the section of halacha and Torah. Why is that? And the other sections of Torah where there's discussion the Teda is not given clear, clear-cut rulings. And amongst Yidin, there's different opinions. There's all kinds of opinions about every matter. And they're all part of Teda. There are 70 ways to interpret everything in Teda. There's 600,000 ways in Teda, corresponding to the 600,000 Neshamas of Yidin. Over here there is a possibility, especially there's a person here that's learning. A person can veer off at least slightly from the true expression of the unity of the Eibishter in Teireh that's above all changes. Although this itself, all of these changes and everything, all these things that comes in Teireh is also something that's part of Teireh. And also comes from the true unity of the Abishar. Everything is part of the true unity of the Abishar. However, in this section of Torah where there's discussion and arguments and various opinions, it's not so revealed, it's not so apparent that this is part of the true unity of Torah. And therefore sometimes there's an opinion that you don't pass like that opinion. When it comes to the halachas of Torah, it is a maskona achas upsak echad. This is one conclusion. This is one psak. This is the way it is. And here you have the final conclusion of the Torah, and you have the dvar Hashem, the rotzn Hashem. That's here. There's no discussion about it. There's no opinions about it. This is what it is. It's one psak. It's impossible to have any opinions about this. This is what it is. So dafkin the halacha of Torah, you have expressed clearly and revealed the essence of what Teda is, that it remains above any changes, that it's higher than any changes, it's not defined by the existence of the world, it's not defined by the changes of time, as we explained before. So this is the Shoyna Halachis B'chol now the Rebbe continues and says, So now we could connect this conclusion of Shas to the Sugya that comes right before this in Mesech Nida. So over there the Gemara says as follows, Let us say, That daytime, if a woman sees blood during the daytime, then it's possible for her to be a Zav. But nighttime, if she sees blood at nighttime, then she would be a Nida. Upirish Rashi. Rashi explains, If she sees blood nighttime, Again, if she sees blood daytime, she'll be a zava. because there's a pasuk when it describes the blood that a woman sees as a zava, yomim rabim. It says in the Torah, yomim rabim, using the term for days. Avorasa if she sees at night, loy zava. She would not be a zava. 
So before I continue, let me just explain the difference between a Zava and a Nida. We're talking over here about the periods of a woman that she sees blood, but there's a difference in the cycle of a Zava and a Nida. The way it's described in the, in the Rambam, in the Gemara, and the Rabbi here quotes also from the Alter Rebbe, Shulchanorech, his Agdomet, Hilchis Nida, that you have the seven days, that is the seven days of period of Nida. And then after those seven days, you have 11 days that are the period of Zava. And this is the cycle, the way it constantly continues. Seven days of Zava, of Nida that is, and 11 days of Zava. In the days of Nida, if a woman sees blood, she goes to the mikveh, and, and right away she can go to the mikveh, and, and right afterwards she's, she's Toher. And the next day she's Toher. When it comes to the din of Zava, that's not Talacha. By Zava, if she saw blood three days, she has to wait seven clean days, Shiva Nikim, to be able to go to the mikveh and become Toher. Today, we're machmer, and in any case that a woman has to go to the mikveh, we wait seven days. But minatayre, the way it's described in the psukim, this is the division of the cycle of a woman. There's days of nida, and when she can go to the mikveh without waiting seven days, and there's days of ziva. Right after the day, the period of seven days ends of, of nida, begins the period of ziva. And if she sees blood in that time period, she has to wait seven days, if she saw blood three, three days in a row. So now, what, what um, Rabbi Shmaya was suggesting to Rabbi Lazar is that perhaps, let's say the seven days of Nidar are over, the following night, if she sees blood again, so that night, although it's already outside the period of Nidar, but because it's nighttime, she should not become a Zava. Only if she saw blood daytime, then she would become a Zava. And he brings a source because when the Torah describes the period of Zava, it says, Yomim Rabbim. Omalei... So Rabbi Lazar responds to Rabbi Shmai and tells him, Olecha omakro, regarding what you are suggesting, the Torah says, Al nidosa. What does al nidosa mean? Samoch nidosa. A zava that sees blood in her period of being a zava, that's even if it's right next to the period of being a nida. Samoch nidosa emes hava. When is that? Balalia. Even the night after. When the, as soon as the time period of the seven days of Nida ends, immediately after the following night, she can already become a Zava. That's what Al Nidasa means, immediately after. The Kakari La Zava, and the Torah refers to her as a Zava, and the Rabbi here brings the Rashi, Yopidish Rashi, Samach Nidasa means Leil Shmini, right after the seven days, the eighth night, or the, the, the night between the seventh day and the eighth day, the eighth night. Shahara Yemei Nidas Kol Shiva, Adalayla, the seven days of Nida, seven days until that night, Kedichsev, Shivas Yamim, Tia Binidasa. Seven days are the cycle of a nida. This is the sugya that it said in the Gemara before, the discussion regarding zava, whether zava, you become a zava only during the day, or you become a zava even nighttime. Well, another question here is, What's the connection of the conclusion, the very last thing in Shas, which we spoke about before, to this discussion regarding a zava? doesn't seem to be any connection. So the Rebbe says, Taisvis there says, that yep, there really is no connection. But the Aidi, the Aidi, Le'el Behilchasa, because we're mentioning a halacha before, So we bring now this conclusion, and we want to conclude Shas with a positive point, about learning halachas, the greatness of learning halachas every day. And Taisvis adds, That the Nevi'im as well, they also always finish off on a positive note, on something that's uh, beautiful and praiseworthy, and not on a negative note. And that's why the Gemara finishes off with with this thing of learning Allah's every day. That's what Taisvis says. But, 
the Masha comments on this Taisvis. Shetzorach HaTalmud L'sayim B'may Morei HaGodah HaShayich K'tzas L'Halochah D'Mesayim Ba Yes, true, the Gemara wants to finish off with something beautiful on a positive note, but there has to be some kind of a connection to the Halochah that it mentioned before. So what is the connection? So now, based on what we said before about the whole subject of Kriyishma and Teire, the Rebbe will explain us the connection. But before we get back to that, the Rebbe is going to first explain the concept of Nida, the concept of Zava, daytime, nighttime, and then we'll come back to the, to the connection of learning Halacha every day. So based on what we said before, we can say as follows. But first, let's have a deeper understanding of what this whole concept of Dam Nida and Dam Ziva is all about. So it's explained elsewhere. Explanation of what the Gemara says, Shadam Nido, the fact that a woman sees blood, has a cycle a, a, of, of a period, and it's a constant thing. This is one of the curses that Chava was cursed with after the Chet of Eitzadas. Hainu meaning. We know what did bring about. After this sin, it brought evil, it brought, it brought the Metzius of Ra into Chava. Now this forces of evil is expressed partially in the Dam Nida, in the period of a woman. Dam Tommy, there's, 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 there's blood that makes her Tommy. Avol, however, the Rebbe says, Hagufa Yisraeli betivoy. The, na- the natural state of, a, of the body of a Jew, wants to reject this energy of evil that's inside of him. Regarding every single Jew, it says, You're a nation of priests, you're a holy nation. It can't handle this energy, this bad energy that's inside of him. And it rejects it. That's the, the period. It rejects this, this blood, this evil. Omnam, however, temporarily this energy, this evil energy is there in the person, that the person has to reject it. So so this kayach that's in the person, this blood makes a woman tummy. Until she goes to the mikveh, as the Rambam explains what the whole point of the mikveh is, which is prisha mehara to completely separate from any energies of, the, of, of bad, legamri, ubiya, and to enter completely, and as the Rebbe explains there in the parentheses, ubitl, to become totally annulled in the water, mayim, shakal gufay oilabam, when you go in the water and you're completely covered with the water, which is oisius uh, tivul, it's the oisius of tivul and the oisius of bitl, where a person is completely inside the water, the bitl and tivul, the tvila, the act of going in the water and the bitl is all the same thing, bitara, that's how you become purified to completely separate of this temporary evil, uh, energies of, of, of evil that's inside of a person. That's the concept of the Dam Nido. It's from the Kayach of Ra that comes in a woman, that comes in a person from Chetetzadas. So now we can take this a step further and understand the difference that there is between the two time periods of, the, of, of a woman. There is this time period that the Teda refers to as a Nida. And there's a time period that the Torah refers to her as a zava. Shahazava, Haini Isha, Harei, Dam, Gimel, Yamim. 
a zava is a woman that sees blood for three days straight. Behayud alef yomim. nida. As I explained before, there's that time period of 11 days. The seven days nida, 11 days ziva. Then again, seven days nida, 11 days ziva. This is the cycle. So why is there this difference? It's really all one and the same thing, it would seem. It's just a Torah divides it into two different cycles. So the point over here is, Shazava. When there is an extra flow of blood that comes out even in this time period, after the Nida period, the usual cycle, and it's, there's an unusual, there's an additional flow of blood that comes afterwards in this period of 11 days, so then the going to the mikveh right afterwards would not be enough. There's an additional flow of blood, so for this it's required to have seven clean days. If at any time during these seven days she sees blood again, it, it stops the count of these days and she has to begin counting again. With a nida, if she sees blood in that natural time period that she would usually see blood, which is the seven day period, so then she doesn't have to wait to go to the mikveh for seven days. So what's the difference? So the Chinuch explains why a woman has to wait seven days to be clean. She needs those seven days. The fact that she has an additional flow of blood shows that there's extra blood that's flowing in her. And therefore her body is, is emptying this blood additional days. Even more than the time period that's usual for most women. So now, this is the Chinuch explaining this in simple terms regarding the flow of the blood. What's physically happening? Based on what we explained before of what the Dam Nida represents, we understand. That the fact that she has an additional flow of blood is an indication that there's more energy of this blood here. What does this mean? Her relation to the evil energies that came from Chetet Sadas are more intense than the way it would be usually, and therefore there's more of a Kayach of Tumah in her that she's, she's trying to get rid of. So therefore there's a greater level of Tumah over here. Babir Bizeh. The explanation of what this is about. What's this energy that there is in this added flow of blood? Through Chetet Sadas, there was this Zuoma, uh, this, this dirt, this, this uh, clipper that came into the world. Both every human being and the world in general came down a level from where it was. Because through the Chetet Sadas, it brought into the world the forces of evil. And these forces of evil are here in the world. Until the promise when Mashiach comes will be fulfilled. The Abish will remove all spirit of impurity from the world. And the upcoming Geulah, Only then will be the ultimate purification and the ultimate elevation out of all of these forces and any trace of evil. So what we understand from this is, This zuma, this evil energy, enters into a person. This energy becomes part of the nature of a person. And this is the person's Aveda to reject it, to push it out of his life. This is the idea 
of what the flow of the blood of the Nida is about. This evil energy that comes from the Eitz Adas and becomes part of the nature of the person. And the Jewish body rejects it and the person works on getting rid of it and purifying himself of this bad energy. This is the usual and regular Aveda of every person which is represented in the regular cycle of a usual woman that has the, the, the monthly period that's rejecting this bad energy that there is in the human nature of a person. However, so now the, the, the Rebbe here quotes of what Alter Rebbe says in Tanya. That the Benini, the person that's a Benini, this is the usual Aveda of the regular person. And this is what we expect that every person should aspire to. So if we're talking about a Benini, so whatever bad energy there is from Klippa inside of him, even during the time when he says Kriyashma and he's davening and he's in an elevated state, the, the, the bad energy inside of him is not completely annulled. It's only a tzaddik that could completely eradicate any trace of evil in him. It's like a person that's asleep. The, the evil energy is a veer, but it's just asleep. That it could get reawakened. While a person is davening, it's like a sleep. And when the person start, finishes davening, so those energies could get awakened again, and it could come and be active in the person again. So this is the point, and now we can understand the cycle of a woman, that it's a constant thing, on a monthly basis. If the point is to reject and get the evil out, and the dam nida flows out, so she rejects the evil. Comes another month, and the cycle is here again. Although there's a rejection of this energy, and the, and the bad energy that there is in the person, however, when some time passes, and the time is a month, and this is also precise, as the Rebbe brings in the Ha'arar, it's related to the cycle of the moon, it's also connected to this Indian. So then, because you haven't fully eradicated the trace of evil, so it gets awakened again, comes out again. Until Mashiach comes, the root and the cause of this energy of Tomeh is not completely uprooted. And then there's the Aved all over again to rid yourself and grow again and go higher and higher to rid yourself from this evil that has been aroused again. So this is the explanation of the regular cycle of a woman, of the Dam Nida, that the Chinuch says that this is the usual for rave women. Ulam, however, But if there's a case where a person sinned, then a person blemished himself, and then one Aveda leads to another. So then what's possible, what happens is, the bad energy in the person could get awakened. It gets awakened and it comes into the person and it becomes active even before the cycle, even before the natural time to be expected by a Benini that's still has this bad energy in him. So the fact that she's seeing blood outside of the regular cycle of Anida, but she's seeing blood in another time period, which the Torah defines as the Ziva, 
So it's not only in the time that it comes before, this is an indication that the quality and the nature of this level of klippa and this tumma that there is here is stronger. This is the definition of this added tumma of ziva. She's seeing blood in that 11-day period where naturally most women should not be seeing blood then. And this refers to an unusual, to a greater level of impurity that is here in this woman. There's a level of energy, of, of negative, of bad energy that's more than just as dear mitzad the nature of chetetzadas. There's something that the person caused and brought upon themselves that's even more a more intense level of evil. So therefore, this explains the difference in the halacha of how you treat and how you deal with this ziva. The halacha is different than with the dam nida. So the way you reject and remove this energy of Tumeh, it's not enough, the Aveda that there is, when you have the usual and expected natural powers of, of uh, the Chet in the person. Here there has to be a greater level of Tshuva. And in order for her to do a reg- a, 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 more than a regular tshuva, stronger level of tshuva, so here you have to have seven clean days. Over here she has to be completely clean, which means she has to be on the opposite extreme where she was before when she had additional days of blood. Now she's going to be in the other extreme where she's going to be completely clean. Why is this the way? Why is this the way of tshuva to go from one extreme to another? So the Rebbe says, This is the right way of tshuva in our case. As the Rambam says in Hilchas Deis, If a person finds that he's on one side, he's in one extreme, way too much, so the tshuva of a person is, to go to the opposite extreme. The Rambam there says that the derech is the way for a person to do as Avedis Hashem. But if you're on one extreme and you're far off the path on one extreme, so the way to get yourself back to the middle is to go to the opposite side, to the opposite extreme. So the same applies here. If she sees blood in one of these days, of the clean days, this interrupts the count of the seven days retroactively and she has to begin again. Because this is a proof that this is not a full tshuva where the person totally went to the other extreme to be completely cleaned of all of this avedis that are brought out in this blood that she saw in a time that's not usual. After counting seven straight days that are clean, then she could be toivel, and then this is an indication that she's pure from the tumah. The dafke shivnikim. The Rebbe points out that the number of seven days is also precise. Kishiva who hekif shalom. Shiva is the full cycle of the week. Every single day of the seven days of the week represents another aspect in a person's Aveda in this world. 
Vahainu meaning shaydea aveda b'shiva yomim ritzufim. When she has this period of seven days that are ritzufim, that are one, that are one after the other, So she has each individual day being a pure and clean and holy day, and each individual day represents something else. And also, And also having the full cycle of the week that's completely pure. So this is the tshuva shleima b'chol pratel v'nyanel and v'rakal yedezeh hunitma mitumezul. And only when you have this full tshuva are you able to be purified even from the dam ziva, which is the extra blood that came in a time more than the usual that there is by a cycle of a woman. So now we have the full explanation over here between the difference between dam nida and dam ziva by a woman. So now, based on this, the Rebbe is going to come to the discussion of the Gemara asked, Pshmaya asked Rebbe Lazar, maybe Dam Ziva should be a Tumah that should only happen daytime and not nighttime. What's the significance of this question? So now we'll see the connection of Tana Yo to this Sugya where we're discussing the Ziva and the Nida and that Ziva should only be daytime and not nighttime. What was really the question of the Gemara? Shailas HaGemarihi. When the Gemara was asking the question, Rav Shmaya was asking the question that the Ziva should only be daytime and not nighttime. What was he saying? Since we have explained. What's the difference between the blood of Nida and the blood of Ziva? It's Kanal. The Dam Nida represents the natural state of a Benini in this world after Chet Eitz that has that evil in him. Dam Ziva is additional blood. There's more. There's, it comes in a time what's not natural. There's an addition in the intensity of the bad energy in the person. So therefore the question is, Maybe this Tum of Ziva could only happen daytime. Pirish Bayoim during the day. What does day represent? Kasheria Saddam Bimei Ziva. If she sees the blood in those eleven days of Ziva, daytime, when the sun, which represents revelation of the Abishter, is shining in the world and in the person, and even then she sees this blood. So this shows that there's a big lack in the person. That's a sickness over here. There's a great intense level of bad energy that comes out even during the day. If not for the fact that there's such an intense evil energy here, she wouldn't be seeing this blood in this period of the 11 days during the day, which represents a time of revelation of godliness. If even then she sees the blood, that should be the time that the Dam Ziva is really problematic, that this is an indication that there's an intense power of, of evil here. Avabalelia. But if she sees this blood at night time, she sees even the Dam Ziva at night time. It's a time when there's darkness in the world. There's a concealment on godly revelation. So to have a nida. So that shows that this is not really a chesar and this is not a fault in her. There's nothing that's, that's it caused mitzad her. Rather, it's the time, it's the night time and the darkness that exists in the world. So that naturally caused that the bad energy in this woman came out before the usual time. It shouldn't be an implication. It doesn't necessarily prove that there's something unusual, there's something different, that even in the time of revelation, there's, there's bad energy here in this woman. So that's the Svara of the Gemara. 
maybe at nighttime, that's a time where there's darkness in the world, so that's something which is not unusual that the powers of evil should come out earlier. However, the conclusion of the Gemara is that even nighttime, she's also a Zava. Even if she sees this blood during the night, it's also unusual and she's a Zava. And what's the reason for this? Since every single Yid, in whatever condition he finds himself, he has the energy to serve the Ebesher and do what he's supposed to. Even when it's nighttime and dark in the world, that's not a reason to say that we can blame and put the blood that she saw on, on, on this, on the darkness that there is in the world. No, the Yid is above that. The Yid has the Kayach to serve the Ebesher in every time period, even in nighttime. So the fact that this Yid was not able to rise above the nighttime and the blood came out in the unusual time during the night, so then this is an indication that there's something wrong with the Yid's Aveda here and this is an extra level of Tumor that you have to get rid of. This Kayach of a Yid, so here's the connection to Tetanah Devei Liyokal HaShayin HaLochus. This point that we're saying here, the connection that Rebbe is making over here, that even at nighttime we say that a Yid is above the night. He can rise above the night and it doesn't exist. It should not at all affect the, the status of the Yid and his Aveda. So where the Kayach of this comes from Teireh. As we said, a Yid learns Teireh and a Teireh is above all changes. That a person should not get affected by any of the changes that there are. All the concealments that there are in the world. That come in the world. Now we can understand also the answer, the response that uh, Rabbi Loza gives Rabbi Shmaya and he tells him, when he responded to him and he wanted to explain to him that even if she sees this blood during the night, it's still an indication that there's something unusual here because really a yid has the kayak to rise above the night time. He uses the term, This is a response that's unusual and it's an extra, it's an extra expression here. She could have just told him the Pasuk. Why does he say, So the Rebbe teaches, this is a revelation that's makiv, that's above. And the Teireh says, there's the Kayach HaTeireh, the Teireh teaches us that a Yid could rise above nighttime. And therefore, if she sees blood in this period of Yod Alef Yoim, of Ziva, even if it's nighttime, really, she should have risen above this. Really, a Yid is above this. And therefore, this Dam Ziva applies even in this time. So we could see here the connection where the mother is discussing daytime, nighttime, as it relates to the halacha of ziva, how this is connected to the thing that follows in the Gemara, kol ha-shayna halacha is b'chol yoyim, that teire is above day and night, a yid is connected to teire that's above the limitations of nighttime and daytime, and therefore that expresses itself in the halacha of ziva as well, that there's no difference when she saw the dam ziva, whether it was by day and by night. Beautiful connection. Then the Gemara continues and concludes, A person that learns Teireh every single day, 
So it emphasizes halachas, shahatayre or befrata halachas, learning tayre and specifically the halachas of tayre. Being above any changes, nesenes kayach gives a yid a kayach lamid befne kolashinuyim to withstand any changes that he experiences in life. Legreyasi, even if they are for the negative, a yid could rise above this. Velavid avidosik edubai continue serving the abishter the way it's expected and the way he should be. Umavayir betaisvus. And here this is actually connected to the point that Teisvah says. Shazeo al-derech. Teisvah says that the Gemara here, finishing off on a positive note, is similar to Nevi'im arishayinim shesayim u'divreyim u'divri shvach v'tanchumen. The Nevi'im that conclude their Nevu'ah also with words of praise and words of, consol- of, of consoling the Yidin. Kigam maimer zeh ho'in yishol tanchumen. Over here the Gemara is concluding also with something that's consoling a Yid and elevating a Yid. The message of the conclusion of the entire Shas is to encourage and elevate a Yid. When you finish the entire Shas, the message over here is that you learn Teireh. Teireh gives you the Kayach to elevate yourself in any and every situation through your Aveda to go above all the changes that, and challenges that you experience in the world. Through the halachas of Teireh, this brings to the person an elevation, and this brings the person to Chaye Eilam Habah.